What comes to mind when you think of the word wilderness? Uninhabited? Dangerous? Maybe life-threatening? All of those things would be true for the people in today's episode. Let's get to it. Hello, friends. Welcome to the Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast, where we share the gospel of Jesus Christ through the art form of audio drama. Yes, that includes sound effects. We do this by using true life stories of real people. I'm Timothy Gregory, and I have a question for you. If you were stranded in the wilderness, how do you think you would respond? Would you be overcome, even paralyzed by fear? Or would you desperately run around trying to find that familiar sign or scene that could lead you back? Or would you remain calm, trusting that you'd, uh, well, that you'd find a way out? To escape the wilderness, all three of those approaches are carried out in this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. To be lost in the wilderness means that one is unable to be found or to uh, find one's way. But what if we are talking uh, spiritual wilderness? In that regard, the world is full of lost people, many of whom don't even know they're lost, which is the worst kind of lost. And if that's true, and it is, what must we do to determine whether we are lost or found? We are going to find our way on that very topic. See what I did there? In this week's episode. Let's get to it, folks. The classic Easter episode of the wilderness. Whoa, rough road. This buggy gonna make it? Uh, you didn't expect super highways in the Israeli desert, did you, Grant? I've photographed remote places in my day, Dr. Craig, but never quite like this. Nice of you to share your Jeep with us. Glad for the company. I could live without the heat. <laughs> And dust. Well, think of it as an adventure, Kelly. <laughs> My assistant's afraid of getting lost out here, Doc. Ah, no worries. Ben knows this area well. That is true. I've driven Dr. Craig to many places for his research. What kind of research? Ancient folk tales, mostly. I, I guess you could say I'm on a quest to uh, verify Bible stories right where they happened. Way out here? Jesus wandered in this wilderness before starting his ministry. Scary place to wander. And the Bible says he was baptized in the river nearby. Well, so it says, but whether you believe in the Bible story or not, the wilderness is fascinating. So you're not a fan of the biblical account? Let's just say I'm a sincere skeptic. But I can assure you, whether you believe the Bible or not, you will take some exquisite photos in this land. No doubt. And for the record, I am a believer in the Bible. <laughs> well, that should make for some lively discussions. The skeptic and the believer. Hang on, everyone. Rocky Road ahead. Uh -oh. This terrain is too rough. She won't go much farther. Ah, I was afraid this was going to happen. Great, what now? Uh, I think we might have ourselves an authentic wilderness experience. I suppose a nice roadside restaurant is too much to hope for? I'm so sorry about this. Everyone will need to get out. Out? Y you mean walk? Through the desert? Oh no. 
No, I did not sign up for this. Oh, I'm gonna ruin my new sandals. Come, friends. Now we must travel like the shepherds of old. Shepherds? At least they had donkeys to ride on. A very few times in a year, we turn from our true stories of actual lives to bring you a specially prepared drama for a particular season. This is one of those occasions. Today, you'll meet four people stranded in the desert where they discover just how significant the decisions made in the wilderness can be. As you listen, we invite you to consider your own journeys and the wilderness moments you may have or will face as we bring you this Easter classic story called The Wilderness, right now on Unshackled. I knew the moment I saw them they were tourists, city dwellers, uh, wandering lost in a dangerous place, wondering how they got there and afraid they'd never get out. But you see, this region holds no terror for me. I have been walking this countryside, tending my sheep for years. But these folks, well, <laughs> eh, let's just say they needed directions. But it was also clear to me they needed more help than they realized. Oh, can we stop and rest soon? My foot's starting to cramp. Sure. We haven't had a break for a while. I know it's a wilderness, but shouldn't there be a cell tower somewhere? You are kidding, right? Ah, hey, look. Up ahead. You see that? <gasps> Finally! Water! You think it's safe to drink? Well, the sheep are drinking, so that's a good sign. Sheep? How very biblical. Does that mean there are shepherds in these hills? Shepherds that saw you before you saw them. Where? Just across the stream. Up there. Great. Maybe he can point us to civilization. Hello! Hello! Uh, night sheep. Can, uh, we, can we get your help? I'll come closer. Nice sheep? Brilliant. I don't know. What do you say to a shepherd? Hello, friend. Hi. Uh, I, I don't suppose you'd know where we could find a ride back to Jerusalem. Uh, we're lost, I'm afraid. Lost? Hmm. Well, no. Unless you want to ride a camel. Camel? Hey, you hear that, Kelly? No, not what I had in mind, uh, Mr. Uh... Shep. I know, not very original, but most foreigners cannot pronounce my real name, so... Shep will do. All right. Shep, uh, can you help us? Maybe. But just out of curiosity, what exactly were you looking for in the desert? Well, oh, well, well ready. I tried to help them sort things out, but... As I listened, I discovered some interesting things. That young assistant, uh, Kelly, was mostly scared and just trying to keep her job. The famous researcher, Dr. Cragg, seemed less interested in the actual land and heritage of the people and more interested in exploiting it as material for his next book. And Grant and Ben were a bit of a mystery. Well, friends, all of this arguing will not help. So no matter how you got here or why you are here, there's always something you can learn on your way through. 
I'm not really interested in learning anything about this place right now. It is pretty amazing to be standing in a place where Jesus was. How about standing somewhere with bathrooms and running water? But doesn't it move your heart to imagine how it must have been in Jesus' time? Well, that's why I came to Israel. To research the atmosphere that seems to permeate and persuade these Christians to believe what they believe. Something supernatural? Maybe. Some sort of vibration in the air where they claim Jesus walked. Surprising. Coming from you, Dr. Craig. Why so? A skeptical researcher believing in the supernatural of the Bible stories? Ah, but you see, if this actually is the scene of so much remarkable activity, a person who is sensitive ought to be able to pick up the vibrations. However, if you mean supernatural as in Jesus, the miracles, the resurrection, and all that, you're right. <laughs> I don't think rational people can accept that. I do. Does that make me irrational? Are we really going to have this conversation now? Grant, we're in the middle of a desert. But Kelly, for believers in Jesus, being in this place can deepen our faith. Aha! I knew this group would spark some lively debate. Uh, whatever. I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, but you see, that's exactly my Seems to me you folks need to get going before night falls. Very scary in the desert at night. He's right. We should keep walking. So let's go already. Talking this Jesus and miracle stuff won't help us get out of here. I'm not so sure about that. Ah, oh, here we go again. Listen, miss. Finding your way out of any wilderness can always teach you something. Well, since I'm not planning any more barren desert trips, I'll pass on that lesson. Life's full of wilderness moments, ma'am. Uh, really? Like what? Well, take for instance these sheep, doctor. They're lost without me to show them the way. Well, of course, they're sheep. You're not comparing us to sheep. Not exactly, but uh, it seems to me whenever a person's searching for truth, they're stuck in a kind of wilderness until they understand who it is they're supposed to be following. Standing there listening to those city folks argue and complain, it seemed to me that things were getting interesting. I'm just an old sheep herder, but I lived long enough to know that each one of us faced wilderness questions all the time in life. What they hadn't learned yet was how to put their trust in something stronger than themselves. And as the hot afternoon changed into twilight, they were becoming desperate to find a way out of more than just the desert. What was that? Wolves. Out here? It is the wilderness. They exist in pockets of vegetation. Canis lupus arabs. The Arabian wolf. A subspecies of the gray wolf. Uh, will they attack us? Doubtful. They're after my sheep, most likely. Sounds like they're getting closer. Yes. Are your sheep safe? Will they run? No, they know who to follow. There now. There now. You just talk to them? I let them know I was here. Most sheep know the sound of their own shepherd's voice, and they trust them for protection. That's why the Bible compares people to sheep. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. You do know your Bible, Grant. 
You must be a lifelong believer, eh? <laughs> Hardly. When I was younger, I kicked around the world taking pictures for a living, but I spent most of my time drinking. I was known in the trade as the plastered paparazzi. <laughs> Good one. Well, that's hard to believe. When did that change? My first trip to the Holy Land, at the place they call Golgotha, better known as Calvary. Ah, I went there. For research, that is. Then you know that's where they say Jesus was crucified. And what did you find? More than I thought I would. There was a man there that day telling the story of how Jesus died there to save the world from sin. I, I don't know. I, maybe it was one of those supernatural moments you talked about in your research, but as I stood in that place, it all made sense to me. I, I saw all my mistakes and uh, my own shortcomings, my sins, and I was ashamed. That's a powerful vibration. I received Jesus that day. Trusted him to save me. I haven't had a drink since. Interesting. Uh, d do you ever miss it? Uh, the drinking, I mean. Mm, well, at times, but uh, when I'm tempted, I, I hear that voice in my spirit that says, follow me. I know whose voice that is. You have voices that talk to you? Okay. What's that have to do with making choices? Everything in life has a voice, and every voice is trying to get our attention, ma'am. What do you mean? The wolves have a voice. I have a voice. The sheep hear both. Right. Like, when I read the Bible and pray, it always gives me the strength to follow the right voice, to make the better choice. The Bible is all right, I guess. But a lot of it is just myth, right? I thought that once, too. But I've learned it is not so. The Bible is God's word to us. It's his voice that speaks to us through the pages. If we have ears to hear our shepherd. And the faith to follow him. Well, unfortunately, none of these metaphorical musings gets us any closer to finding our way out of here. I respectfully disagree, Dr. Krag. I think we're finding more direction than we expected. Well, I'm not. Shep, are you going to help us or not? Of course. But do you want to leave the wilderness before you learn all it can teach you? I have two doctorates, and I've written seven books, and I haven't heard one thing that's helpful. Uh, I think I might have. It all depends on whose voice you choose to follow when you're lost in a wilderness, doesn't it? Now they were starting to get the picture. But that's when the unexpected happened. See, you never know what's coming in the midst of a desert. I had sent them on ahead to climb the next hill on their own while I tended to my flock, not realizing the danger that waited for them up there. And by the time I made it up the mountain to catch up with them, they were in serious trouble. Where are we? And what is that? Looks like a sandstorm. <laughs> And it's headed right for us. We must get out of the wind. <coughs> sand everywhere. There's a cave over the next ridge behind that huge rock. Come on. No, there could be wild animals in there. We can't stay out in this. <coughs> it's hard to breathe. C can we wait out the storm in the cave, Ben? I think we would be safer. That big rock will protect us. Any port in the storm. Let's go. All right, folks, we'll get back to the wilderness story in just a moment. But first, 
I want to share a bit about how our ministry is able to bring hope to people all over the world. Unshackled is now in its 71st year of spreading the good news through powerful stories about real people. Our success is a result of God's blessing and the involvement of, well, supporters like you. When you contribute to Unshackled, it has a direct impact. Your support allows us to hire quality writers, talented actors, as you can hear, a skilled production team, and a devoted staff. Through your support, we're able to share Unshackled worldwide. So, in order to continue the work of spreading the gospel and allowing us to offer this program for free, won't you consider making a donation to Unshackled? It's really quite easy. All you need to do is click on the live link, if there's one where you're listening, or visit our podcast website at unshackledpodcast.org. That's unshackledpodcast.org, and then click the donate button. Or you can always write a check, Unshackled, we take checks. You mail that check to 1458 South Canal Street, Chicago, Illinois, 60607. We thank you for your partnership in our ministry. And now... Back to the wilderness. The weather in the desert is unpredictable, and these storms seem particularly fierce. I knew these folks wouldn't make it unless they got to shelter. When I finally caught sight of them running to that cave in the rocks, I knew they'd be all right. So I moved my flock to safety and planned to catch up with the group later. When someone experiences a crisis, it can make their most honest feelings come to the surface. <laughs> oh, I wondered what kind of conversation they'd be having in there while the storm raged outside. I was sure we were going to die. Yes, that was close. Oh, it was chaotic, but... Uh... I really wasn't afraid. Uh, of course, it, it helps if you believe in life after death. Right, Grant? It is comforting. And delusional. Well, at least I believe in something. I believe in something. Science and facts. What do you think would have happened to you out there if we didn't make it? I would have rotted into the dirt, just like you. Yes, our, our, our bodies would have rotted, but our souls... Oh, here we go. We... Why is it you Christians put such hope in the life-after-death theory? Again, it's in the Bible. Bible, yes, yes, we know. It's true. The key to eternal life is found in the Word of God. Okay, I'll bite. What does it say exactly? I can answer that. In the Gospel account, Jesus himself said to one of his followers, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, Yet shall he live. Exactly. The resurrection is essential to faith in Christ. And it's proof positive. Uh, proof? Yeah. He, he died on the cross, and three days later, he rose again from the grave. <laughs> well, not if you believe the resurrection was a trick of some kind. Maybe a hoax thought up by his followers? You're speaking of the rumor that the disciples of Jesus may have stolen his body and then claimed it was resurrected. Exactly. That rumor is clearly refuted in the biblical account. A, a huge stone, kind of like this one sheltering us from the storm, was placed over the entrance to the tomb. In those days, a tomb was often a cave much like this one. They sealed that stone. They, they set a guard to watch over it, and yet, Jesus walked away. 
alive three days later. Wait, so the body just disappeared? That's right. And later Jesus was seen alive again by many, including his disciples. Like from a distance? No, they actually talked to him many times. He even had breakfast with his disciples. That's why Easter is so important to Christians. Jesus died for our sins and then came back to life again. He literally conquered death. It was the actions of his disciples that convinced me. But didn't they run away from the crucifixion? Like, in fear for their lives? At least, that's what I remember from Sunday school. Well, some did. But after the resurrection, they were all so inspired by seeing and speaking with the risen Jesus that they were filled with courage. That would be pretty amazing. He had risen just as he promised, and the disciples became absolutely fearless. From that time on, they preached about Jesus' death and resurrection, even when their own lives were in danger. And threatened with death. People don't become fearless over a hoax, Dr. Craig. Well, the mind can play funny tricks when it's traumatized. Hold on a minute. Do you hear that? Hear what? The storm. Seems to have settled some. We're safe? Oh, thank God. Thank God, indeed. Oh, shit. Wow. Oh, oh, hey, glad to see you, man. Brought you some fresh water. Figured you might be needing it by now. Oh, oh yes, yes. I'd been waiting out the storm near the cave entrance, listening to their conversation. Judging by what I overheard, each of the city dwellers had learned some things in this wilderness moment. Storms can be like that, transformative, well, for most. Some will hang on to their belief system regardless of new evidence or what the wilderness teaches them. Later that day, after the sandstorm cleared, we started to walk. The going was tough. By noon, the heat of the sun forced us to stop and rest in the shade of some rocks. Our water was depleting. The situation was serious. At least theirs was. My sheep and I were used to this wilderness. If we're not found by this time tomorrow, it may be too late. For what? Survival. We are becoming dehydrated very rapidly. Well... All we can do is face the prospect of death with courage. Or with faith. What do you mean? It's a very commendable thing for a person who is not a Christian to face death with courage. It's all that person has, but I'd rather face death with faith. Faith that because Jesus has conquered death and the grave, I'll enjoy the same victory. How can a person be sure that they'll have the same victory? You speak of eternal life. Well, Kelly, when... You receive Jesus as your savior. Your future is secure in his hands. Forever. Have you done that? I haven't been in a church since Sunday school. I... Uh, I... I don't know. Here, I, uh... I keep a Bible in my backpack. Oh, goody. More folklore from the book of fairy tales. Comes in handy when you're facing dangers. Exactly. Or when a friend needs to find her way. Shouldn't we be looking for water or civilization? Patience, Dr. Craig. Here, Kelly. Uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 9. This is what the Bible promises us. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, 
and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Confess? And believe, receiving Jesus as your Savior and Lord of your life. Can I do that now? Yes. Ridiculous. I, I won't stand around and listen to this. I'll find my own way out. Don't go. Doctor, Doctor Craig. Doctor, it's not safe in the desert alone. You cannot go. Watch me. Doctor. I shall go after him, but don't let that stop you from praying, Kelly. I won't, but please find him before he gets lost. The sad thing is, it seems he already was before he left here. Oh, it's, it's, it's you. Leave me alone. Will you stop, please? I wish I'd never planned this wilderness experience. We never really plan for a wilderness experience. They just happen. What? I suppose now you're going to tell me it's providential. What if it is? Rubbish. All this Bible stuff, resurrection of dead bodies. You believe in it, too? I do. What bothers you so much about it? Well, you heard what Grant said. He said, I'll never see heaven. I didn't hear him say that. Well, I suppose if I died out here in this wilderness today, my soul would be, oh, how did the old theologians say it? Lost, Dr. Cragg. That's how they said it. Lost, without Christ. But I didn't hear Grant say that. Well, he did. He only read it. God's word said it, and it's meant for all of us. Maybe you just don't want to hear that. That's not true. I came to Israel looking for something. Well, you need to find it. In pursuing you, I caught sight of a watering hole with the town close by. Will you come back with me? Well, uh, so I... I... Guess I overreacted. Oh, <laughs> it's all right. Well, but, but I still can't believe this eternal life thing is as simple as believing in this Christ. Does that make me lost? I believe I have your answer, Dr. Craig. Don't tell me. More Bible. Yes. All right. Fine. God's word says in 1 John, He that hath the Son hath life, and he that hath not the Son of God hath not life. Sounds pretty convincing to me. Yeah, me too. I admit there were moments on this trip when I thought I really might die. And it scared me. I felt afraid and hopeless. But now I realize I don't need to be afraid anymore. It's a wonderful thing to be able to face death with faith instead of fear. And a comfort to face life without fear. Amen. <laughs> oh, oh, think you might be better at that now, Miss Kelly? Listen, if I can walk the hot desert in designer sandals surrounded by wolves, sandstorms, and dehydration, I guess God can get me through anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, ma'am, that's one wilderness lesson learned. Two, I think, sir. I've been in storms that required a great amount of courage that I didn't think I had. That is until I found my shepherd, Jesus. And this trip has reminded me, it's his voice and his alone that I must follow. You make it sound so easy. Faith can be a simple thing. I would like to believe that. I, I really would. The wilderness had a lot to teach those visitors. One found a new kind of strength and a brand new life with Christ as her savior. Two 
were reminded that their faith and courage grew only by continuing to follow the voice of their good shepherd, Jesus. And then there was the other one, so full of pride and self that he was left empty, still wandering alone in the desert of his life. Their story is a lesson for each of us, if we have the faith to listen. If you had been with them that day, which voice would you have chosen? You see, it's never about the wilderness experiences you'll face on your journeys. It's all about who you meet in the wilderness. That's what can change your life. Jesus says in John chapter 10, verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd giveth his life for the sheep. Friend, are you in the wilderness? If you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you do not believe in him as such, then you are lost. But Jesus, the Good Shepherd, gave his life for you to save you so that you might have eternal life with him. Being found by our Good Shepherd will be the greatest thing to ever happen to you. I promise, will you put your trust in him? Now, if you've been listening to our Unshackled Audio Drama podcast, you know we've been answering questions from listeners. And this is one of our favorite things to do. We love giving you a sneak peek into what we do here and giving you, um, well, basically a tour of our workspace. So if you've got a question, don't hesitate to reach out. We'd love to answer it as soon as possible right here on one of our audio drama episodes. It can be something you're curious about or just something you want to share with us. All you have to do is write us at podcast at unshackled.org or call and leave us a message at 312-281-1264. We would love to hear from you. Now, just want to remind you to subscribe or like our Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. You can even share it or tell a friend. We'd also love for you to review or rate our podcast. And don't forget to check out our other podcasts on the same platform, Unshackled Daily Devotionals and Unshackled In Person. We appreciate your input and involvement in our ministry. And again, please consider supporting us so we can freely offer quality Christian programming to the world. And next time, have you ever felt the world was unfair? So did Jimmy McPhee. My mother abandoned me before I was two years old. My father had no business being a father, and yet I played by the rules. I did all the right things. And what did I get for that? Nothing. His sense of injustice grew into a hatred until he killed a man. Don't mess with me. Come on, Jimmy, think. Think. I gotta make it across the border. They're trying to cut me off. Oh no, you don't! Oh. And ended up a murderer on death row. Can a man consumed by hatred ever love? Hear Jimmy's astonishing true story from death row to abundant life on the next Unshackled. Heard in The Wilderness Classic were Ed Dizzalo, Kurt Nabig, Brad Armacost, Demetrius Troy, and Amanda Markeski. 
Original music and audio engineer Don Badorf. Sound effects Demetrius Troy. Recording engineer David Pierczynski. Script Jack O'Dell and Karen Knight. Well, that's it for this week's Unshackled Audio Drama Podcast. So until next time, unless our Lord returns before then, I'm Timothy Gregory, your brother in Christ. <laughs>